Happy March. Is it? <laughs> March sadness. I'm fine. I'm That's the good. joy of going into things with no expectations. Did I pick us to make the final four? Yes. Did I expect it to happen? No. And I'm not upset. I got my TV antenna working so I can watch games on CBS without having to deal with being five minutes behind on a bad stream. And I'm happy. I'm watching the Baylor-Wisconsin game in the background right now. That's very healthy. I'm glad you have that in your life. Uh, I, I keep reminding myself that this time last year, we had a losing record and we're most likely not going to make the NCAA tournament. However, we will never know. Never know. We'll never know. <laughs> the streak continues. <laughs> yeah, I mean sometime early in the second half i thought to myself we are a group of teenagers this is we're playing a team of grown men this is probably how it's gonna play out and then i was fine with that i thought you were talking about the four of us for a second and i was very confused oh no 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 no, no. the team group yeah i i get that now because I'm the closest thing to being a teenager and I am almost three and a half, four. I don't know how to do math. I'm 23. Yeah. I mean, I don't have much to contribute uh, from what happened uh, a couple days ago. I was at work, uh, but it sounds like it was a good thing. I didn't get a chance to watch this game. I haven't seen any highlights. I don't care to. You know, it's really funny because I also was not able to watch because I was working as well. Um and I was trying to keep up on my phone and I, I even tweeted this out that I was just, I was just guessing the score based on how down bad everybody was as Wisconsin airballs a three, which I'm pretty sure they didn't do at all <laughs> when they played us. Um, but you know, it's, it's a process. I know that people are freaking out about other things that I'm sure we're going to talk about later, but for where this team is, did we have potential? Yes. Could we have gotten a better draw? Yes. Am I happy we made it at all and had a decent season? Yes. Um, yeah, no, I, I had some legit, like, happy moments with this team. It's just something we did not get many of last season. So I am – we'll always have the Virginia Tech game. The Virginia Tech game. Louisville the game. Notre Dame game. The Louisville game. We swept Duke. We beat Kentucky. Like, yeah. By all accounts, that's a good season. Yeah. I don't think that you can be very upset about those results. Yeah. It's also just uh, on the flip side. It's also the thing where we had those such high highs, yet we continued to have the low lows. It, uh, again, I, I don't know if it, it'd be different if the circumstances actually showed it, but I'd rather be consistent, either good or bad, because then I can at least be know what's coming. And that was the... I think the most frustrating thing about the team was were you going to get the team that can put up a hundred points and looks together and looks like has one of the most dominant front courts in the league or the team that gets out rebounded by people that don't match up the same size as them. Don't have the same level. Of, I think of just raw talent that they do and just get flat out out coached and outplayed. The thing about that is that I think that the word consistency is key here because you know, who started at point guard two years ago? That would be Kobe. Kobe White. Who was at shooting guard? Kenny. Kenny. Yeah, Kenny Williams. 
the next year, who started a point guard? That would be Cole, Cole Anthony. And who started a shooting guard? Um, Brandon Robinson, right? Yeah. Brandon Robinson or um, I forgot his name. Mid-range God. Oh, Christian Keeling. Yeah. Christian Keeling, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. I had erased him from my existence. I'd snapped him out of reality. This year, who started a point guard? <laughs> It, it, it was dependent on the game. Yeah, but, but like Caleb and Kerwin or Caleb and RJ. And you can right. even take it back the year before um, Kobe, it was Joel and Theo. Right. We have not had consistent guard play in four years. <laughs> like, it's just, it's just the reality. We thought we were going to have Kobe for longer than we were, or longer than we did. He ended up being a, a walking flamethrower, which I did not. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't. I don't really think that's our fault. Like, it's not like we're not getting consistent guard play because our guards suck. No. <laughs> um, well, I mean, in stretches, they have sucked. But we don't have consistent guard play because they're too good. And that's not, like, I don't know. I don't think that you can necessarily complain about that. Because you think about it, because, like, Joel and Theo graduated. Um, you know, Kenny and Kobe, NBA, graduated. Um, you know, Cole NBA, Brandon Robinson graduated this year to freshmen. And that matters. <laughs> you know, it matters. The people. Yeah, so I, don't, <laughs> I don't think the sky is falling. Um, let's put a cap on this year before we start um, talking about the future. Yeah. Do we have any like loose dangling ends about how we feel about this season, about this team? I think. Um, I went came into the year saying that a uh, sweet 16 is like great for this for this team. Um I think like David said a different draw that would have been very possible. Um especially know. with all the upsets happening right now, we'll get into that later too. For sure. We're recording this um Sunday at about three o'clock, by the way, just to timestamp it. Um we don't know what's gonna happen tonight. So yeah. I just, with this team, there's a lot of good. I think, you know, we'll talk about, like I said, we'll talk about the future later, but considering how last year went and this year started, you know, I I, I, can't, I can't, it sucks. And I know someone's met, I know this has been talked about enough, but like the last three, four years get it, ending in blowouts in the NCAA tournament does suck. I really like that it's people are saying ominous. I'm not quite saying ominous. Like that's, that's too vague of a word and I don't know what they're trying to imply, but it does suck and that does need to change. But um, I don't know. I just, I, I, I feel like the season wasn't a wash, you know, every year can't be a national championship, a championship season. And, you know, sometimes you got to have those rebuilds and that's okay. And you know what, you know, and if we get to the, if we get to the NCAA tournament during a rebuild year, that's great. Right. Also on top of that, like, obviously I don't think that getting blown out in the NCAA tournament is a good thing, but two of those four blowouts, like I don't think are as bad as they appear. The Auburn game, we just had a team that was a bad three point shooting team shoot amazing from three against us and that was when your second best player and your fifth or sixth best player were both sick the texas a&m game was just the worst possible draw for that team like i don't think that there's much to say about that like yes we did lay an egg on friday 
but that's laying one egg that happens. I'm not sure if it's one egg though. I think, again, I think the biggest thing is just this whole season has just been mired by inconsistency with what I think overall, I think this, despite the fact of what last season was and such, just because of the people we brought in and, and such, I think there was just still an idea that we're still Carolina and we're going to do better. And it was just still something where we never quite got it together when it, when it really mattered. Sure. We beat, we did sweep Duke. That, again, that's, I'll, I'll take that almost any day and really any time um, and such, but you just hope that it goes in more in the meaningful stuff in the tournaments um, things like that. And so I don't know if this could be a lead in. So I guess to the future, um, one thing I've been listening to is inside Carolina. And I think they kind of brought up a good point is when you consider the circumstances that we are in with the pandemic and all this is almost, and also with our two essentially down years in a row. Now, this is the most unlike Carolina of a program in, in, in forever, basically. And so you have these kids that aren't actually experiencing Chapel Hill. They don't, they don't have a full crowd at the Bean Dome. They're practically just living out of a dorm room. They're not getting to experience the college life. So they, they don't have necessarily the connection that any other freshman class, particularly the younger guys would have, or even the upperclassmen because they have gone through the struggles of the past two or three years. So when you consider this idea of the one-time transfer rule and such, it's gonna be easier to consider leaving because they don't have the connection that a normal freshman class has had to the, to the university because they haven't had those experiences yet. I hear you. Also, I'm not super worried. So there were also the reports and I've seen them too. Uh, I think Kiara Luck said something, uh, Cheryl McMillan said something about, uh, we're going to see more transfers than normal this year. So, I am looking at the um, the scholarship count for Carolina. Uh, Garrison Brooks, Andrew Playtech. If they both go play college basketball somewhere else, which I don't think is a question possibility, that's two transfers right there. Uh, let's say that uh, Ryan, uh, Ryan McAdoo might transfer. I don't think that's out of realm possibility. I don't also don't think that Sterling Manley. I feel like he might leave too. That's four right there. Uh, already, to be fair though, three of those were seniors. Like I think that you shouldn't expect to have them back anyways. Like they all did senior night stuff. Exactly. Like I feel four transfers is a lot, but and it's a lot for Carolina. Yeah. But in the context of this season and our circumstances, I don't. I don't think this guy is necessarily falling there. Now, will we lose maybe one of Puff Johnson and Anthony Harris or one of the other guards? Maybe, I don't know, but I'm less worried about them leaving just because they are so young um, than I am about um, the others. The other thing is I doubt Roy would let, not quote unquote, let them leave. I doubt Roy would recommend them recommend that they leave unless the coaches can find somewhere for them to go. Uh, If a player says they want to transfer, I expect the coaches to be like on the phone talking to other programs, trying to land them somewhere. And I feel like if they don't find them a good landing spot, 
I think our coaches are responsible enough to do that. I don't think that they would recommend that they still enter transfer portal. They still might, but I, I don't see that yeah. happening. So can we can we break this down? Like with Garrison, Andrew Playtech, and I'm gonna say like Sterling Manley is on are on the potential transfer, you know, block. And you brought up a good point. Like we should have expected to lose, you know, Andrew Playtech and and um Garrison Brooks anyway. And maybe Sterling Manley if if he's on schedule to graduate. I'm not sure if he is. That's not like a commentary on his academics, just I don't know how <laughs> I don't know how they structured his his learning since he's been hurt. They might have been like saving him to <laughs> to make sure he gets another year. So I don't know if he's on schedule to graduate. Um I don't I genuinely I don't I know Dayron is looking at his draft stock. I think they were after that game, after the Wisconsin game, he put, so y'all didn't see, he puts this dude in a spin cycle on the way to um, like laying it up soft on the glass. I think that he's gone. At the very least he will, he he will definitely test the waters. And I think given, even though of his limited minutes this year and such, once a scout really gets a chance to see him in a combine kind of environment, they're going to see that I think he has several NBA ready qualities at this very moment. Um, so it just depends on his valuation, but um, I still think there is still a chance um, to, but I think the unfortunate thing to think is if this domino effect starts happening, we have all these transfers and we get even more transfers than just the seniors where we need to start actually looking at maybe the transfer portal to refill that. Now the NBA season's been pushed back one to two months. So the draft pushed back one to two months. So now it's going to make that process even more stretched out to where if they're going to test the waters, everybody's going to, and not just us, this is going to be all these programs are going to be in this weird situation where they don't know if they're losing their guys or not. And then there's the, all, there's so many people flooding the transfer portal that don't know if they're going to get a scholarship from another school. Yeah. It's, it's going to be an interesting little dance that programs are going through. Um, so it's I think also, just real quick, it's also right. going to be a buyer's market for transfers this year. So if mm-hmm. we do have like an, like an exodus, uh, maybe you can find something good. Carolina with fans, that sounds like a pretty good opportunity. Yeah. The, um, the other, so I, I, I'm, a, I'm also um, operating under the presumption that Dayron is gone. I would love to have him and Armando in the same front court again because that is just ab- like both of them starting in the front court would be lethal, um, you know. But you know, I, I, it's tough. In a normal year, I would say that you know, guys like Kerwin's going to come back. Like Kerwin can't have one of the best three point shooting percentages in Carolina history for a freshman and not come back. Like there's nothing that's indicated that he would leave. He got a starting spot in North Carolina, you know, like, but like the guards make me nervous. Like RJ and the RJ and Caleb make me nervous a little bit. Um, I don't know. I could see RJ maybe bouncing. I don't think Caleb's going to get drafted. Um, I don't think he has any draft buzz, but um RJ kind of makes me nervous, but RJ has a lot of potential too. I feel like RJ could be like, if he could just get his feet under him and he can, you know, like put a little weight on him and get his shot together. And in the off season, I feel like he could be a really good guard. I mean, I'd love to see RJ on the ball, Caleb off the ball, um, maybe sliding 
Oh, but then that would put Kerwin on the bench. Hmm. Right. It's a good problem to have if they all stay. True. But I don't know. I, I'm not too worried about transfers. And if they do leave, I wish them the best. I just think we with it was a similar situation last year with digging into the transfer market because of the of some overturn and such that led, I think, just to the the season that last year was. And so I think that scares a lot of Tar Heel fans and such because <laughs> there's no in-between. You're either going to get Cameron Johnson or you're going to get Justin Pierce in terms of production. There's no in-between. And so people are really <laughs> scared that they're going to get something other than a Cameron Johnson through the transfer market. Yeah. Which is, which is, was a, a true diamond in the rough. Also looking forward, forward, like a couple years from now, what I am very worried about is how large our current freshman class is. Right now, we have seven freshmen on this team. <laughs> uh, so whenever they all leave, hopefully it's not all at the same time because that is going to be difficult. Difficult to overcome. Uh, that many players leaving at the same time. So ideally some of them get hot and make it their way to the league and we can have some more like two three people classes by the time that this freshman class is senior so it's not as big of a hit by then and then bring in another huge class but i don't know this is looking a little scary to me and so again this is i think and roy said this in his press conference is that even with that that potentially like impending large turnover, I think this core, if they do stay like a traditional class would, has the chance to grow and be very special. And this could easily be a championship contending team. Um, and so, but this is by perhaps the most fragile time in Carolina history. And we don't know which way the pieces are going to fall. And I think, again, that's just – the fan base as a whole is just not used to that. So we could still end up for the better right now, but the fact that we can't say that is what I think is causing the anxiety. One thing I wanted to bring up is um, how do we feel about Anthony Harris? Because I feel like him coming off a serious injury, like I feel like Roy did the right thing in not just like throwing him back in. Like, he ended up getting his minutes, and he obviously affected the game when he was in, in the game. Like, he is obviously a college-level player, but I don't know. Like, this, I don't – there's so much uncertainty. I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah, I – and he's shown spurts. Like, I think – I don't remember if it was the Virginia Tech game or the Florida State game in the tournament uh, where he scored, like, eight points in a minute. So, like, he's shown, like, those little blasts of offense. His defense is already good. He's already a really good on-the-ball defender um, that sometimes gambles a little when he's off the ball. Um, I feel like if he can get his offense together, he can be a really solid upperclassman. Uh, it'll just take some time to get there. I'd like to keep him around. He's like a little energizer bunny. Is great. <laughs> From what I saw in tweets uh, after the game, 
Um, they popped back up in my timeline that if there was points where if someone said like he was the only one that seemed to be playing as if this was a win or go home situation. Which is kind of frightening because we still have Garrison on the team. And, and so I mean, that's the sort of thing where, I mean, really, and that, that was kind of like that last team that or last class that struggled because of the NCAA stuff. Um, but I, I think it, it, unfortunately, their legacy is going to reflect as one of the, the, the quite literally the worst period of Carolina basketball in years. Um, I mean, uh, Garrison was a preseason eight all ACC player, just at times just went completely off the map um, this year. I mean, I want him to be able to stay with the team if he can, especially with the circumstances. Um, but also that's going to take minutes away from an, an underclassman and such. Um, I think the same would go for an Andrew Playtech or, or even Sterling. Um, if Sterling truly does want to play, I'm not sure how much opportunity he would have that if we are able to retrain even two bigs. I was That was actually going to be my question was, if Garrison wanted to come back, would y'all be – like, how would y'all feel? Because, like, reading some comments and, like, tweets, like, he's very unpopular with some of the very vocal Carolina fans. And I just don't understand because of – I don't get I don't get involved with Twitter fandoms because they're, they only end up toxic. Like, yeah. I can go on a whole diatribe about that because I have thoughts about – But I agree. Okay. I agree. I think you're right. Like, I'm glad that he's retiring because I think that it's years overdue. Did he say that? What? That he's retiring? Yeah. 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 They, they put a whole thread yesterday. Oh, I did not see that actually. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Interesting. Like, I think that he should have either retired the account or passed it on when he graduated. A bunch, a bunch of people when we were in undergrad were saying he should pass off the account. Yeah, well, because, like, I just don't think, like, not that he's not relevant anymore, but he's not relevant anymore. Yeah. Like, I don't know. But to, to your point, yes, like, scrolling on Facebook, like, comments for, like, GoHeels.com or like inside Carolina, like it gets real nasty down there in the trenches. Um, and I just don't get it because like Garrison's like a genuinely good dude. And I get that you don't like, I, I, we can all see that he's not playing to the way that he probably could, but I'm sure probably that probably not. He's probably not making the shot. He's missing the shots he wants to. It's not like he wants to play poorly. <laughs> like, it's not like he's not. It's not like he wants to be disappointed. He doesn't want to disappoint people. And I, I'm sure as hell he knows. And I'm pretty damn sure that Roy knows too. And I'm sure they've had those conversations. Like, you know, even just talking about like, even like when Armando was like, yeah, Roy tells me I'm soft. And it pisses me off and it just motivates me to do more. Like, you don't think he's doing that stuff with Garrison? <laughs> like, you know, like, I don't know. I don't know. I would be 
I would welcome Garrison back as a veteran presence with the understanding that he probably will get less minutes, especially, especially if Walker Kessler is back and healthy and, and is like, I'm assuming is going to get a lot more minutes next year. Mm-hmm. That boy can be a unicorn. <laughs> He's going to be special. So, uh, you know, our, I, like the bulk of the minutes need to go to like Armando Walker Kessler, Caleb Love, Kerwin Walton, and whoever is going to fill in that three spot, you know, situation. Yep. All right, let's move on. Um, Carolina basketball, we will see you um, again probably late night with Roy. So let's talk of the tournament. Have you all been watching? You've been keeping up? Any thoughts, feelings? Yeah, anything happen? Just a regular old tournament this year. No surprises. It's been fun. I a lot of people going into the tournament. I listen to a lot of podcasts for people who aren't super into college basketball, and everyone was like, "It just feels like like the energy's not there this year, and like the crowd really adds a lot." So they're like, "I'm gonna watch the games because they're gonna be on, but I'm not expecting a lot." I feel like the first two days delivered yeah i agree except that we are not getting oral versus moorhead we are not getting oral versus moorhead unfortunately or fortunately depending on your viewpoint no that alone makes the tournament a failure but like i don't know i think that it's been like i don't think that you can realistically complain having march madness back it's been 84 years and we finally made it back to the best weekend of sports. It has everything you want out of March so far. Yeah, exactly. It's got the upsets. It's got the Cinderella's. It's got the mid-majors. It's got your your strong – like, I think Gonzaga is set up really well. I really thought Kansas was going to lose to Moorhead State. I was like – or was it East Washington? East Washington. Washington. Yeah. I thought they were going to least lose to East Washington. I was like um, – because that would have been hilarious. Because we were talking before last week about how Kansas got an easy draw. And <laughs> if they would have lost in the first round, I would have like peed my pants. But um, I, I'm, I'm genuinely looking forward to like who wins this tournament. Because like Virginia's out, Duke's not in the running. Like I'm not stressed because UNC's out of it. That's one thing that when we get bounced, like I'm not stressed. Like I'm just watching it just casually now. Like, if I was going to root for somebody, I'd be rooting for the Zags. Um, I'll be rooting for Gonzaga. But, you know, I would love to see, like, a Loyola win a, a, a national championship. I would love to see, you know, um, some of these other teams, some, these other smaller schools uh, win a national championship. I think it would be a really, really awesome thing. Yeah, I feel uh, like if there's every year, this is the year to do it. Just have someone weird. It's been a weird season. Have someone weird win the championship, and we'll get back to normal basketball next year. This, okay. This is probably going to be hot takey, and this is pro- you're probably all going to be like, David, shut up. But I, that's okay. I've come to peace with it. I still maintain that Virginia's national championship season was not, not necessarily was a fluke. But they 100% made it there purely off of luck. Like, David, shut up. 
Thank yeah, you. Yeah, David, shut up. No, no. Well, I'm, 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 listen, I'm serious, but I also listen. I don't know. Like, listen, I think every break possible, and you went up against Texas Tech as your as your national championship. Like, they caught every every single break. They 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 skirted out of two games by the skin of their teeth that they should have lost 100. percent should, should I recount our national championship? I was going to say, <laughs> every team that wins the national championship gets lucky. But who did we end up playing at the end of that? Okay, but you could think about Kennedy's hand. You could think about uh, both rebounds versus Oregon. Um, you could think about the charge call that didn't get called against Arkansas. Break oh. after break that we got. And that's just part of the tournament is that you get breaks. If you're, if you you, you're going to win, you get breaks. Just like Duke the year before. Justice level, Winslow's finger. There's a level of breaks that you need to catch. I understand that. But to catch those breaks and to end up with Texas Tech, I just don't like Tony Bennett ball. <laughs> and it and it just I'm just bringing it up again. Because, listen, this is probably going to come back to bite me in the ass because watch next year they're going to win a national championship. But And also you're coming from the school that played Tony Bennett ball before Tony Bennett was alive. Uh, Dean Smith is way different. Dean Smith, Dean Smith. Okay. Dean Smith. Dean Smith. Dean Smith. Dean Smith. There's a shot clock now, Aaron. <laughs> yeah, and if Dean Smith was around, we still would run the four corners. With a shot clock? <laughs> yeah, we would take 34 seconds. Also, also, that team had NBA players on it. Like, it, it's not like they were just like a bunch of dudes. Like, this, that Virginia team had legit NBA players on it. They were good. It was a good team. And it was the best iteration of system players for the Virginia correct. team. All I'm saying is, like, I think the system of, of Virginia basketball does not work. <laughs> like, it gets that, like, in March, at least. Like, obviously, it wins yeah. the ACC championships. It, like, we get our butts kicked. I can't talk because Carolina gets our teeth kicked in by Virginia every year we play them. But, um, you know, like, another first-round loss, you yeah. know. It might win you in one season if you have the, like I said, if you have a perfect fit for everybody on this team. But I don't think it's sustainable for tournament play when it's all about matchups and it's all about teams that get hot, that don't normally get hot. I just think if Virginia could have an offense from the, the even just like the early 2000s, <laughs> they could be really, really good. They could be a powerhouse. Do you know how Illinois just beat, or how Loyola Chicago just beat Illinois? They run the same offense as Virginia. They run that blocker mover stuff. It's the same exact offense that just beat Illinois. <laughs> well, Virginia lost in the first round, so I don't know what you want me to say. I don't think it's an I don't think it's an indictment of the offense. I think the one that Virginia team was really good and probably was the best team in the country that year. I I think. So then, what's the problem? Because. The Every problem year. is that they don't have four NBA players on their roster this year. <laughs> but like they, they're they like what was the last time like other than the year that they won that national championship? Like how long has Tony Bennett been in Virginia? A while now. It's been like been a while. years. Like I don't know. Their system all it just it's just such a jarring whiplash when you see how well it works at, in in ACC play to suddenly collapse every year <laughs> in March. <laughs> like, I, it's never just, oh, you know what, Virginia, you know, they just got, like, 
you know, whatever. They just got like outplayed. I feel like they get like it's like jarring, like how how much their system does not work when it, when they hit that team in March, that time in March. I will say this: when Virginia's offense looks bad, it looks bad, and I think that's part of the offense that they run is when it's not operating at its full capacity it falls apart very quickly. So when you're in, like I was talking about a single elimination tournament, that sort of stuff happens. But if it's on for six games um, and you have the right players there, they can win national championships. I don't know. I just hope I like Tony Bennett. He's a nice guy. He's genuinely great. Very handsome. I've seen him in person. It's It holds up, not just the camera. Um but I would like him to go elsewhere. <laughs> like Chapel Hill in a couple years. Could you imagine? <laughs> I would like, I'm going to have to, there's so much cognitive dissonance that would happen if he ended up in Chapel Hill. Yeah, I that's would... the point that I'm making about Dean Smith is like, you would love Tony Bennett if he was in Chapel Hill. Yeah, just like he... you would have loved Dean Smith because he was Carolina's coach. But if Dean there Smith are, was anywhere else, you would hate him just like you hate Tony not, Bennett. There are not many people who didn't like Dean Smith. Like... Even if you were like of a rival team, like not many people could dislike Dean Smith. Depends on the year. 1960s, I'm sure there were a bunch of people that yeah. did not like uh, Dean Smith Rick, for reasons. Rick Barnes would have a word. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I get what you mean. Yeah. Anyway. Either way, I just like I like going off from Virginia tangents sometimes. <laughs> no conundrum for my brain. <laughs> they live totally rent free oh, that oh, noggin of david that line is is running up in my brain like <laughs> <laughs> i got like 10 shot clock violations <laughs> in the, the span of this uh, segment but um i don't know any other teams that stick out to you or any like i don't know like shaka smart's not looking so hot right now <laughs> like yeah yeah and matt says something about that the, the shaka to unc stuff that, that's I think that's safely down drain, and it goes back to the whole thing. People want to fire Roy, but another Roy Williams isn't just walking through that door. Um, and this is that's the conversation I had with Paul. I was like, did we forget the space between Dean Smith and and Roy Williams? <laughs> like dark time. Yeah. But no, uh, I put a tweet in our group from Stuart Mandel, or I believe that is how pronounced. Shaka Smart won five tournament games in the Cinderella run with VCU in 2011. He's yet to win a single tournament game in his five season that he's been with Texas. Yeah, it's just kind of, it's, it's. I don't know how you can justify that when you clearly have a, a better pool for recruiting at Texas than VCU. Somebody, I saw somebody, I saw one of the replies to that tweet where they were like, it's just something about Texas that as soon as a good coach steps on campus, like just everything, every, it's like they go full on Space Jam, like alien, like it just sucks the talent and smit out of them. I mean, Rick Barnes is a good coach. Yeah. Baylor's, uh, Baylor's putting it on Wisconsin a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Davison, I think, was the senior that led us up and scored his, uh, season high against us. I don't think he's hit like one shot yet. So as I predicted, they're going to have probably their worst shooting outing of the season, the game after they play us. But also to remember, like Baylor is a good team. Like Baylor is a number one seed. 
you know, they were right. It was literally Gonzaga, Baylor, and then everybody else until they lost in that Big 12 tournament. Um, I know, but they don't this rebound. Is, but yeah, we Baylor is Wisconsin. being Baylor. This is Wisconsin being bad, not Baylor being good. All they got to do is rebound for four more games, Colby. 